On cornerofthegalaxy.com, I'm Josh Gessman, along with Jared Dubois. And on today's show, we're going to recap the 2-1 heartbreak of a loss on the road to FC Dallas. Will this Galaxy team ever win a game on the road again? But there's no break in this road trip, as the boys are headed to hot, steamy Orlando looking to exploit an expansion team that will be recovering from a midweek match and can't win at home. And sometime in between, we're going to be joined by the newest member of the LA Galaxy as Sebastian Legette calls in to talk about being back in California. It's a totally packed show, so don't go anywhere. Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com starts right now. You're listening to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Now here are your hosts, Josh Gessman and Jared Dubois. Welcome back to another exciting episode of Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. I am your host, Josh Gessman. He is Mr. Jared Dubois. And boy, do we have a fun show for you today. The LA Galaxy losing 2-1. to one. That's not fun, Josh. How dare you say fun? LA Galaxy losing 2-1 to one at FC Dallas. Jared, um... Not a uh, not a good look for the LA Galaxy. Well, it was a good look for about 70, 75 minutes, but uh, it didn't exactly turn out to be a good look for the LA Galaxy. Yeah, if I can have a bone to pick with you anyway, as the curator of the Corner of the Galaxy yes. Twitter feed, yes. you know I have an issue that oftentimes I get lumped in with you Yes, when you when you write there. Yes. And I think you have completely unrealistic expectations for this club right now i think i would agree 100 percent. i have I constantly you're telling you here you talk about how it's so negative about this team and where they are and what they should be doing mm-hmm. i don't think you're based in reality right now this team is playing without robbie Keane, yes without landon donovan without yes. steven gerard who's coming in. Yes. this is a average mls team right now it is it is more what, it, what it, should it, they it be is, it is less than average oh well like no, i think they're very average they're exactly 500 on the season yeah it's not listen i i agree with you i i agree that they're playing without robbie Keane. although when robbie Keane was even playing at the beginning of the year they didn't look that great all right so that being a, a saving the grace first couple I, games of the season i know it was the first couple of games but if you want to say hey it's all because robbie Keane isn't here i'm gonna say hey they had a chance I I for the first three reasons not the just first one. okay well hey I'm, I'm giving you i'm gonna go i'm gonna go over your reasons all right so you, you're, you're without robbie Keane. i understand that no landon donovan and no marcelo service which everybody's been talking about and that is a huge huge yeah. issue so i agree with you 100 percent on that 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 is another reason the la galaxy are just average right now and of course steven gerrard not here so another piece of the 
puzzle that Bruce Arena expects to have is not here, okay? So that okay. being said, I agree with you 100%. So that, what's there to be mad about? That, oh, there's plenty to be mad about because you're seeing players who can perform better than they are performing right now, and that's the biggest issue is that you're not getting players to... Um. Well, well, okay, uh, let's see. Um, Baju Husidic has played better than he's playing. That is the best that dude's going to play. The, the, no, he, he's played better. He's Baji Hussidic is never. Let, let me say something right now. Baji Hussidic is never going to be a game changer in MLS. Uh, Steve, uh, Stefan Ishizaki not playing up to his standards at all. They're both average MLS players. I don't I know think, what to tell you. They were they, surrounded by above average players the last season or two. No, don't don't they're just average use that as a, MLS players. Okay, and the, the whole Galaxy team right now, the entire Galaxy team, right. except for maybe a couple people in the defense and Juninho, are average MLS players. Even Juninho, can you say you're getting what you're supposed to be getting out of Juninho right now? No, but the thing is, he doesn't have a partner. See, you just you just want to put it building blocks. I'm saying there has to be personal responsibility for every single person on that field right now, and I'm not seeing it. That's what I'm upset about. And you can't tell me that the LA Galaxy haven't been put in positions to win games because they have. They were up one to nothing in the 75th minute in this game, and they lose two to one. If Are you, you telling be me- mad at someone? Be mad at the at the M- at MLS because what the, what you're seeing here is the Galaxy's architecture for how to be successful in MLS is being interrupted by the fact that there's a transfer window working right. against them. Yes. They have what. Almost fifty percent of our their salary cap. Well, no, not quite that. I would say if I was like a third of their salary cap locked up in two players, both of whom aren't playing right now. Right. The Galaxy has had success over the last four or five years by leveraging high elite level players on by putting good complementary role players around them. This right. is no secret. When you have the large pieces missing, you're left with role players of decent but average MLS talent. You don't have the people that are going to take over a game. You're going to get good results some of the time with this team right now, and I'm okay with that because that is all part of the plan, and we have to be patient. Uh, patient? There's no patience with this fan base. They expect then this fan case base has been coddled. Of course they have. They're spoiled. Everybody says, oh, I think LA Galaxy fans are spoiled. Absolutely, they're spoiled. All right, they expect good soccer out of their team constantly. I'm not saying they're Philadelphia. Come on, that's ridiculous. That's, that would be a ridiculous statement, and I don't believe it to be true. And I don't think that this LA Galaxy team is as bad as they've been playing, and that's my biggest issue, is that if you're winning a game one to nothing in the 70, 75th minute, you should at least get out of there with a point, and you didn't. And I know it's FC Dallas, and I know that they are one of the better teams in Major League Soccer right now, and they've started hot again. All right, I understand all that, but you should have gotten a point. You look at the game against Colorado, where the Galaxy managed a point at home. All right, so you look at this, um, what was it, unbeaten in five that suddenly turns mm-hmm. into a winless in four. All right, that's that. That's so, just spin. Th- well, of course it's spin, but the spin was winless and uh, was unbeaten. But here's the thing: five. there's people last week that probably felt good about being undefeated in five, and now there's no. one result, and all of a sudden they're downtrodden well, they, on unbeat, unwinnable, or whatever in four, I don't know, whatever it, it is. Winless in four. Winless in four. No, it just shows that what I'm saying is it just shows the mediocrity, and I agree with you, mediocrity 
an average team right now that the LA Galaxy is, but that doesn't mean that I can't harp on individual performances and, and individually the LA Galaxy are failing. And quite honestly, as Omar Gonzalez says, they're playing individually, all right, which is they're not playing as a team. And granted, a lot of things they have to rebuild and sort of put back in place with Marcelo Sarvas and with, um, with uh, Landon Donovan gone. I understand that. Two huge, gigantic pieces, and you don't have the Gerard but going piece. into the season, did anyone think it was going to be different? I think that they expected the LA Galaxy to be a little better than they were. I'll be okay, honest with you. Okay, no, and so beginning of season, that's your expectation. I can get that. Right. Now I tell you beginning of season, you're not going to have Robbie Keane right. for yeah. what, 70% of the games to this yeah, point. How do you feel games. about the start of the season then? No, of course. If you look so at it in perspective, no, we're right where we should. No, we shouldn't because you can see where they've dropped points from winning positions. And that's the problem I have is if you're going to be mediocre or average, then be average after giving up the first goal and going down and then having to fight back. But right now, this team isn't showing the You see it as giving away points. And you're right. And they're, they're, they're points from, 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 from winning positions. But I see it as other teams having game changers that can take a game on their back and make a difference and pull up a result. And LA doesn't have that right now. That's why they're getting beat over 90 minutes. They can have parts of the game that they can dominate or, 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 uh, or get into good positions in, but they don't have the team to compete at a high enough level for 90 minutes of a game. Can I tell you now that we've been arguing about how negative I've been that after this FC Dallas, I actually felt pretty good about the about the LA Galaxy. I thought their midfield for for maybe only the second time this year actually played well together and, and did a good job. So where's your frustration then? My frustration is in, in losing the game late. Hey, I mean, Blas Perez and Teshwak and Daly made some good efforts. Mauro Diaz, uh, Mauro Diaz is a freaking game changer in this league. He is. The, LA doesn't have anything close to that no, right now on right their now. team. So, I mean, okay, I, I can accept the fact that an unbelievable talent beat LA. Right. I can, I can accept that. It's hard for me to accept Breck Shea's cross equals goal, goal. from like three years ago in the, in the game that got delayed like two hours. Wacky That's Dallas. a terrible yep. result. Yep. No, I agree. I, I, Mario I Diaz, I mean, I applaud him. I'll stand up off my couch at home and say, dude, you deserve that. Listen, I am negative during a game, but I can step back and understand things in perspective after the game. And the game the LA Galaxy played, losing late to FC Dallas, is, was an okay game for me. I thought that some people actually stood out in this game, which is good. There were things that we learned yeah, in this yeah. game. I thought Nacho Maganto was, was great through his, his role with the LA Galaxy. In I fact, liked him better in his first start. I think he's okay. I liked him more in his first start, but I still think there's positive things there for sure. Well, well going against a, a really good FC Dallas team, I saw his quickness in play. I, thought it, I saw his quickness in thought. And be, those two things are the things that you worry about with players coming into Major League Soccer, whether or not they're going to be able to play. And after this FC Dallas game, I can be like, okay, you can play in MLS. I'm not saying you're going to be a star, and I'm not saying you're going to set the world on fire, and I'm not saying you're going to have to just ride the bench, but you can play in Major League Soccer. I can see it. In very limited minutes, I think I've liked what I've seen from Maganto wider than more centrally. Okay. I, I'm not sure if he has the composure on the ball. And he tends. And what I like about him is that he tries things. That is, and, but, and that if you're going to try things, yeah. I want you to try him on the sideline, not in the middle of the <laughs> not, field, because then you put Juninho in tough positions where he gets overextended trying to recover from the loss in possession. So I like what I see from Maganto. Uh, either he needs to quickly get more composure on the ball, 
right. and pick his spots to try things. Or you put him on the wing where there's more of a comfort zone and he can try a few more. Well, you also had uh, Bradford Jamison come into this game late for, uh, for Maganto. So you got to see more of Bradford Jamison, who we will have, I believe, just until this Orlando game. And then he's off with the U-20s. That's a U-20 World Cup down in New Zealand. So, um, so we have him for a little bit longer, which was good to see him again get some minutes. So you, you did that. Um, I liked uh, Varnon. I think he played okay in this game. I didn't hate him. In this game? I, I like Mika Varnon I, I, overall, but I, once again, it's very Baju Husidic like at this point. It's I feel okay, like the he, guy can pass laterally. What I like for Vernon is when sometimes when he chooses to go forward with the ball over the top, he has a pretty good ball to pick guys out. Right. But with Zardes up there alone, yeah, wasn't even if he knocks the ball down, he's not really knocking it down to anybody. Well, the, you know, the good news is with with Zardes up there alone was that he did some things well to sort of hold up the ball and 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 do okay with his distribution. I mean, that's his job up there when he's by himself. So um, him up there, I thought he did okay in this game. And I was happy. And, and you can't say that he didn't do okay because he did get a goal. And actually, I'll play the goal audio for you now. Here is, uh, here is Jassy Zardes uh, scoring in the, let's see, what was it? The, set, the 59th minute off of a set piece, Jared, obviously. Uh, this is courtesy of Time Warner Cable Sportsnet. Shizaki plays it in. A header there by Jossie Zardes. He puts the Galaxy on top one to nothing. Jossie Zardes with the second goal on the year. And the Galaxy take the lead. All right, and that's uh, Joe Tutino on the call there, courtesy of Time Warner Cable Sportsnet. So Jossie Zardes gets everybody sort of up. Now remember, this is after a scoreless half, which again, I thought the Galaxy played well in the first half there, Jared. I wasn't... I wasn't disappointed. I like the fact it was still 0-0. Obviously, the passing is still not there. I think Bruce is still harping on that as well. Yeah, I, I agree. The first half was definitely better for, for, for the Galaxy. And uh, one thing that's frustrating for me is that when you come out in this uh, 4-1-4-1 kind of formation where you're going to pack the midfield, and I think this is a result of um, worrying about the danger of Mauro Diaz, mm-hmm. Even with five midfielders, you still, Mario Diaz still found a way to beat you twice. And that's the part that's, that's kind of scary for me, that even playing a little bit more pragmatic, a little more um, compact midfield, that there are still those kind of opportunities for uh, Diaz down the stretch. You know who I thought had a really good game, by the way? And, Who's that? And, and, and Mario some, Diaz? <laughs> yes, yes, he did. He did, had a very good game. Uh, so did Tesho. Tesho played well. Um, you know, Blas Perez, he was good too. Um, I thought Omar Gonzalez actually had a very good game. I think Omar Gonzalez has had a good season. He has had he has had a good last two or three games. I would say that earlier in the year I was not a fan of his, but you know, I, I think I, one of the things I like I, is equally frustrating with me with Omar <laughs> Gonzalez this season so far. I like that he's more comfortable on the ball than I've seen him in the past years. But I also think that because he's noticeably more comfortable on the ball, he's often holding it too long. Yes, and it's getting him into trouble every once in a while. I think he's gotten himself out of trouble better than he has in pa- in past years, but. I think he's also managed to finally get rid of that moniker of the guy that has that one big bad play a game. Right. I don't believe I can think of anything at the national team or with uh, domestically recently that Colorado points to that to still being the case. Colorado. I still think, and I, I mean, crazy to say this, Leonardo. I mean, not, not having him in the starting lineup is hurting, right. and it, not having AJ Delgarza in the starting lineup. Yeah. No. A, a lot of things. And by the way, the big mistake that you're looking for was against Colorado, where he tried some stuff in the middle of the field, gave the ball up, and. Uh, Colorado yeah, that's, that's correct. Scored. Yeah, but I don't. I, once again, it's not like the kind of mistakes that he's used to getting. Though I mean, no, it's like a mistake at midfield. You know. Yeah, yeah. It was position. He was always. It's always questioning him positionally, and I think this year so far he has been excellent position, and and his his anticipation has been almost. Um, I'd agree. With 
agree with that. Almost AJ Delagarza like, not to that level, but definitely he's been in the right place at the right time a lot. Isn't more. it funny that you're, we call our DP AJ Delagarza like, and it makes you wonder if you have the right DP. I sometimes I uh, I do wonder that, Jared. So, but yeah, it, um, AJ Delagarza not in this game. Um, Dan Gargan in this game on the right, but uh, of course Dan Gargan picks up a yellow card in this game, Jared, which means I think he's the first one this year in Major League Soccer to get suspended for yellow yeah, that, cards. That's no big deal though for LA. It, you know what the problem is? Everybody says Dan Gargan needs to stop getting yellow cards. And I'm like, well, how about, how about he has somebody in front of him who wants to play defense and he won't keep getting put in positions where he has to foul people? I think, I mean, more from the depth of the position of, of the fullbacks for LA Galaxy. You think about you have AJ Delagarza can easily slot into that spot. Um, there are plenty, if, yeah. if, for, if, if uh, Todd Donovan was healthy, you could move Robbie Rogers or Todd Donovan over to that position as well. I, I, I'm really not too worried about um, that the Darren Gargan yellow card. I, I'm more worried about where is AJ Delagarza and Leonardo's future in these in these back fours. Um, I, I think AJ was just getting a rest. Remember, this is a quick week. They had um, what it was three games. In, yeah, but he also didn't days. start the midweek game, did he? Uh, yeah, I think he did. I can't remember. For some reason, off I was impressed he head. came off the bench. Maybe I'm wrong. I can't remember off the top of my head. But oh, anyway. you know, he came off the bench on the week, but weekend uh, before that. Sorry before about that, that, yeah, uh, so. on the Saturday game against Colorado. Okay, there you go. So, so yeah, so th- so that's what you have for the LA Galaxy, sort of as, as there. I thought Jaime Pinedo again had a good game. I mean, he's been solid this year, so it's really good to see. Probably one of the best keepers of the season so far. Oh, absolutely. I think that. Uh, yeah. So for some reason, I had to really convince you on him a few weeks ago. You did. You did. There was there was some I, there was some shaky moments at the beginning of the season. Again, I, you know, I think I'm suffering from the same fact that the LA Galaxy are suffering, that they didn't really have a very good preseason with the travel and, and Dave Sarakin actually mentioned that uh, when talking about Robbie Keane's injury not having a great solid rest in between MLS Cup and the preseason uh, they travel so that that preseason gets more hectic and, and isn't as good of a, of a preparation for the regular season and now you see sort of you know, a little bit of them slumbering into these Yeah, I see this. I mean, but it's kind of over with that now, right? I mean, it's not the I, beginning I, of the season anymore I, I don't I don't get it. I mean every other player is fine. Uh, he's a guy who just picked up an injury. Anyway, anyway, so Bruce Arena makes two substitutions, um, brings Alan Gordon in in the 68th minute, and then Bradford Jamison comes in for Ignacio Maganto in the 74th minute. Um, you know, Bruce looking to sort of bring that uh, bring Alan Gordon up top, Giassi's artist back in the midfield to sort of play some of that. Um, I don't know, maybe a little more bunker ball. Bruce trying to get defensive here, but maybe on this night. Jared, maybe it would have been better to stay more offensive because once the LA Galaxy made these substitutions is when all the problems seemed to really start happening. Yeah, but at the same time, I mean, in the moment, if LA was pushing, your natural feeling would be like, why are we overextending ourselves? Why are we pushing so hard yeah. when we have the lead? Yeah. You know, it's easy to say that oh, now. it is, yep. You know, but in the moment, I mean, I, I think Bruce Renner probably made the right choice. I do question a little bit bringing Bradford Jamison in, a very a young, unex- inexperienced player. I bet he did also replace a young, inexperienced player, but I do wonder about bringing that, that kind of player in late into a game where you need to try to sew a game up. I mean, when you have an, an A.J. De La Garza on the bench, when you have a Leonardo on the, on the bench, I kind of wonder why that's the move that's made when you're trying to... Raul Mendiola, a guy that can kind of lock a game down a bit. Right. Rafael Garcia, another guy... I'm not Raul Mendiola, I apologize. Rafael Garcia, right. a guy that can break down, bring down this game and really lock it down. If you're going to bring in a central guy that's been playing central midfielder all game in Ignacio Maganto, why not bring in Rafael Garcia and, and really try to, to lock this to lock this game down? Granted, 
Bruce Arena knows best. I really don't want to question the guy. I'm sure he has his reasons. And over the course of the season, if not a career, he's going to ring true with the majority of the time. But it does seem a little bit odd not to use one of those two to three players. Yeah, it, it is interesting. And, and like I said, it all, sorts of, it all sort of goes downhill starting with that. Not saying that that's necessarily the reason for it, but um, it certainly was the awakening that Dallas needed. And in the 77th minute, it was Blas Perez on the goal. Uh, here is Joe Totino, courtesy of Time Warner Cable Sportsnet. Finds Blas Perez. Let's it go. Diaz again attempted a shot. Juninho stops him. The ball into the box. Getting around the goalkeeper. And they tied it up. Perez apparently onside on the plane. And there's 1 1 here in the 77th minute. All right, there it is. 1-1 now, the LA Galaxy and FC Dallas. Uh, Blas Perez with a completely onside goal, not an issue. I guess the one thing that we haven't talked about was the, the offside goal that uh, was waved off for, uh, for Tommy Meyer uh, being in the way of Dan Kennedy, the FC Dallas keeper. Did That's you, a good call. It, okay, so here's, I want to explain myself. I said at the time that I thought that was a poor call, but after watching that replay about six or seven times and seeing the ball actually deflect off of Tommy Meyer, by the way. Even if it didn't. Even if it didn't, that's a good call because you can't expect a keeper to. It's it, the off. That's the offside rule is about gaining an advantage from that position, right? Whether he's participating in the play or not, if he is gaining an advantage from that position, then it's an offside call. Easy as that. If the keeper has to worry or is all is all distracted or if he view is blocked by that player in an offside position. He's offsides. Yeah. In my mind, it's actually a very simple call whether he touches it or not. And I mean, that's coming from a guy that. Plays defense all my life. Comes from a, gal- a guy that roots for the Galaxy. That's an easy call. He's offside every time. And I think most of the, I think Bruce Arena, when he watched that, he was hot in the moment. I think yep. once he, he would review that, I think he would say the same as well. Well, actually, he said afterwards what he saw was that the ball deflected off Tommy Meyer, and that's why he was okay with it. Here's the only issue that I had with it at the time is that I've seen that call about 30 times. If the ball doesn't hit Tommy Meyer... I've seen that call go 50-50 one way or the other about I'm 30 times. I'm pretty sure times. that that linesman raised a flag because of the position. I doubt the linesman ever saw it deflected. If we could barely tell with a bunch of replays... We couldn't see it because of the angle we were at. My guess is his angle, he could totally see it. We had that like straight-on angle that was exactly the perfect angle where the ball sort of like just moves a little bit, but you yeah, have but to Yeah, but the linesman's the one that raises the flag. I know, but I'm telling you from his... We, weren't, we were further up the field than him. I think from his, he could definitely see it, and it was a lot easier. But anyway, it was the correct call. Ignacio Maganto almost... Almost had his first MLS goal. Uh, if Tommy Meyer would have hustled a little bit more, although you can't really blame Tommy Meyer. It was a bang-bang play as well. So uh, that is that. And then, of course, we have to go to the Tesho goal. Um, that was such a casual insult you just threw right there. Which, which was what? If which, Tommy uh, Meyer just, just, just hustled, but you know what? I mean, you, you casually threw him under the bus and moved but, on so But then easily. I pulled the bus off of him as well. I was like, eh, but it was a bang-bang yeah, bang play. by that time, yeah. you've already got a flat foot. <laughs> Sorry, Tommy. All right, my bad. Um, anyway, so then you go on to the uh, the Tesho goal, which is I, I don't know how many people would be complaining about Dan Gargan if Joe Totino hadn't made the comment that he was giving Tesho too much space. It's an he was giving Tesho too he much was, space. He was. So anyway, here's the goal from Tesho to uh, to win the game in the 86th minute for FC Dallas. Uh, here's Joe Totino on Time Warner Cable Sportsnet. Near side Diaz, Galaxy have numbers back. Diaz will switch to the left though. Akindeli working on Gargan. He's giving up space, Gargan is. The shot at goal. He scores! 2-1 Dallas in the 87th minute. All right. There now, you now what thing I want to clarify, that if yeah. I remember the play correctly, I think 
Dan Gargan was giving him too much space because he was trying to choose between two players. It was, I think he was more trying to play an angle because I don't think there's another player coming over and Omar was next to him. So it was, it was Omar probably had the responsibility of the second player. So I don't think he was saying, oh, I don't know which way to go. But you're right. There was some movement there. So maybe he saw some moody move and he, and he froze for a second. But he gave, he did, he gave, he gave Tesher too much space. Yeah, there's, there's, there's a good amount of space there. And, and listen, at, at that angle, you may be daring him to take the shot. That may be the lesser of evils from that position. I mean, that, the Tesher has to put on a very nice curling ball to the back post to pull that off and I mean I think most people that ever play defense in your life there's certain plays that you're just okay with if they can pull it off like you'll give them that shot all day maybe if you don't believe in their ability to pull it off and there's a more dangerous uh, option somewhere else on the field so it's picking your battles from time to time you'll dare your guy to shoot with his bad foot yes. as long as you don't give him his good foot yes. but, right. but and, and then when it, when it comes off and they actually score with their off foot then you look like you made a bad decision but it may have been a calculated risk on your part it, it was and you know I don't think Gargan had the best game anyway I think it was just sort of icing on the cake for uh, for that particular game for him um, you know it is what it is the LA Galaxy lose from a winning position which is what upsets me Jared um, but you're right there's not enough talent on the field right now for the LA Galaxy and, and hopefully maybe our next guest will be able to Fill that void with a little more talent, all right? So whenever I get back, I'm going to be joined by new LA Galaxy midfielder Sebastian Legette. All right, he'll stop by and talk, and then Jared and I will go ahead and close this out talking about Orlando. So don't go anywhere. You're listening to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. We'll be right back. Within Landon Donovan's secret Cambodian lair, it's Corner of the Galaxy. Welcome back to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. I'm back for a very special caller. Earlier this week, the LA Galaxy announced the signing of a 22-year-old midfielder who started his journey in California and now finds his way back to the Golden State. It's my pleasure to welcome to Corner of the Galaxy for the very first time, number 17, Sebastian Legette. Sebastian, thanks for joining us. Thank you so much. I'm, uh, I'm glad to be joining you. No uh, worries. I, I know it's sort of been a whirlwind for you, and we certainly appreciate you taking some time uh, to talk to us. I know a lot of fans are excited about your inclusion with the LA Galaxy here, but I, I have to start with saying you went from California to London. You, you're, you're now back. Is, did you ever think you'd be making this sort of whirlwind journey whenever it all started back in uh, 2009? Um, it's, um, yeah, if you told me this is, this is the way it's going to plan out, uh, I, I, I would have called you crazy, but, uh, no, honestly, I'm, I'm more than happy to be here. It's, uh, I'm so excited just to get started on, on Sunday. 
Um, it's a, it's been a long journey, but I'm, I'm super happy now. Well, well, I know that uh, Galaxy fans are looking for some spark in the midfield. They're hoping that you can provide that. Let's talk real quick about your time at West Ham. Um, you know, I, I don't know if you would consider it a great success by your standards, but I sort of want to know what your mindset was going in and now coming out of, uh, of West Ham. Yeah, yeah uh, well, I think in the beginning when I was around 17, I think it was going as well as it could have. Um, but obviously, uh, the manager at the time was Gianfranco Zola, and, and everything was going really, really good. And, you know, like, like everything in, in, in this sport, you know, things change really quick. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, obviously, he got, he got um, fired, and that, those are things that happen. And someone else comes in and has other plans. And, uh, but I, I, re- I respect it completely, and that's just, that's just the sport we're in. Um, you know, and then four years go by and I'm just sort of trying to break through, you know, get a little, little teasers here and there, but, uh, it's just, you know, it's tough at that point. So I had to look elsewhere and, uh, luckily this, this opportunity rose. Well, what will you miss most about London? I, I saw some, some Twitter, uh, tweets there that said that, uh, you were going to miss some certain things, but what in your mind are you going to miss most about London? Uh, I think, you know, uh, I think the relationships I built there, you know, I, uh, a lot of great people, you know, especially in the club, you know, a lot of good, good staff, great players, you know, coming in and out of that club throughout the years. Uh, I'm going to miss all that, you know, uh, the football, you know, it goes without saying it's, it's, it's competitive. It's, it's fantastic. You know, it, it's good to watch as far as the most uh, popular um, league in the world at the moment. But, uh, you know, maybe one day, uh, I'll, you know, hopefully I, I go back. So, uh, yeah. It, it, it certainly is a goal that you can you can take a look at. I'm interested, though, of how these conversations started with the LA Galaxy. I mean, a lot of times, us fans, we don't get to hear the entire story of how everything gets played out. Yeah. But what was the first time? When was the first time that you were made aware that the LA Galaxy were possibly interested in you? Uh, I think uh, I think it was around January. You know, I think we were, you know, uh, we were aware. You know, obviously, me and my uh, um, agent um, were aware that my contract was ending, and I only hadn't. I had another option on my on my contract, but we weren't sure if we were going to take that, you know, because uh, things weren't looking uh, good at that point as far as the, the, the manager's plans. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think it was around January that we found out this was an opportunity, and you know, um, there was a couple of uh, the staff at LA at LA that were interested, and you know, it just sort of took a long time to get it all done, but it finally finally got all done. So. Yeah, well, I, I know it seems like it was a, maybe a little bit longer drawn out process than I think Bruce yeah. Arena was uh, was expecting, and lots of people have commented on that already. But what is what goes through your mind whenever you know somebody like the LA Galaxy? Were you excited that possibly the Galaxy were interested, or coming from an EPL team, are you looking at the LA Galaxy and saying, you know, maybe this is a step backwards for me? Well, it, you know, it, it, I was very very excited. I mean, obviously, it's a fantastic club. It's you know, it's huge all around the world. It's, mm-hmm. it's known. But um, but no, I mean definitely coming from a Premier League team, it's it's not it's not an easy decision as some would think. You know, people in England probably think, oh, LA Galaxy, um, you know, oh, e- easy decision. But you know, uh, my goal was always to make it in the Premier League, but um, that's just not my journey. It's not the way it it, it planned out. But uh, no, I was very excited. For, for for a lot of people who haven't seen you play, what is your your style of soccer? What are, where's your preferred position? Give us a an idea of what you think you bring to the team. Well, uh, uh, I think you know. Luckily, I am luckily at West Ham. I played almost every midfield, even up top position. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I I know what every position requires and what it and what it you know when needs to execute um, in every position. So. 
I think I'm an attacking midfielder without a doubt. I think either coming from out wide or inside, you know, as a number 10 role or as a deeper role. Um, I, I think I can do all three, you know, pretty well. Um, I'm pretty aggressive going forward. You know, I, I do want to get goals. I do want to make assists. And hopefully I, I do that this season. You know, you're joining a midfield that has uh, has some transition issues, losing Landon Donovan in the midfield, Marcelo Sarvas. It's something that is constantly brought up, probably by me, all the time. Um, you know, those are two big yeah. losses. So uh, what do you see is your job in this midfield? Yeah, well, I think it, um, I think it's on a creative, uh, creativity standpoint. I think I, I my job is to bring more of that, you know, just to create more things. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it... it and maybe things will take time just to adjust my new teammates and and um but i think but I think I can do that i think I think I will execute that I'm confident um you know it may not happen right away the second I touch on you know I touch the field but it it will come and i'm I'm confident are are you looking forward to uh to possibly getting some playing time on Sunday coming up against Orlando? Yeah, I can't wait I can't wait I, you know I already hear that the you know it's it's a huge game and 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 we need a win. So uh, I, I just hope I can, you know, either if that's coming off the bench or uh, m- most likely probably come off the bench, you know, maybe physically uh, a start would be too much um, at, at this point. But I think uh, hopefully I can just um, impact the game in any sort of way. You know, you're, you're coming into a team that uh, hasn't won a game on the road since August of last year. So what is it yeah. in your experience that, that allows teams to win on the road? I think, you know, it's just a great – it's just um, – you know, just matching the intensity of the game and 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 just you know zoning in on 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 what the goal is is just the you know either that to get a point or uh, you know it's just game management really because you know you've got everything against you you're really playing away um, you know you barely we probably have barely have any of LA fans there right and it's just going to be all Orlando so it's just it's just something to think about and um, I think yeah I think if we could just uh, if we could just get the the final third um, stuff right, I think we can do well. Yeah, I mean, it, it is interesting. You, you you talk about coming into Major League Soccer and now your first game possibly in the midfield against Kaká. Um, you know, you're going to be yeah. playing on a team with Robbie Keane and uh, Steven Gerrard is coming, uh, you know, not too soon. Yeah. I mean, it, does it does it ever... Do you, are you ever impressed sort of by where the positions that you're put in on a constant basis where you say, wow, I never thought this would happen? Yeah, you know what it is. Um, luckily, I, I I played with some great, you know, with some pretty great players um, in my time at West Ham, mm-hmm. and it's it, it sort of just comes away. It just becomes a way of life. Um, so I I think I'm quite fortunate in that sense, where I just I just look at other players and they just think, you know, they're just another player, and that's the way I have to do it. You know, I, I can't really be starstruck at that point. I respect those players, you know, massively. But um, you know, when I get out there, they're I mean, they're gonna they're either gonna be my opponent or they're gonna be with me. But I'm not gonna be a uh, afraid right. or anything. But um, but I know I'm It's great to play Robbie Keane and, and Jared when he comes. I think that's gonna be huge. You know, I think it's gonna be huge for the club. You know, huge for the club when Jared comes. It's gonna be an honor to play next to him. Yeah, it should be a lot of fun. Obviously, the the midfield is a very crowded place for the LA Galaxy. Yeah. Lots of bodies right now. So. Um, you know, it, it it seems like it's going to be a challenge, but probably a good challenge for you to find some time in this midfield. Yeah, yeah, I think I mean, you know, luckily I I could play out wide if that's where the manager wants to play me, or or um, more centrally. Mm-hmm. But I think it's a I think 
as a manager, I, I would expect him, you know, to be happy that there's, you know, a lot of competition in there, you know, it just pushes us to that next, to that next level. So, um, yeah, I think it's a good thing in a way. Well, well, it's good news to obviously have you back in California. You're a San Francisco guy, born in San Francisco. Um, <laughs> yeah. So you went to London. I'm, not, I'm guessing between San Francisco and London, the weather not a huge, huge difference. I mean, I've frozen, almost frozen to death in San Francisco many, <laughs> many times. So I'd have to imagine it, it, it's not too much of a difference. But now, of course, you're here in Southern California and you brought the, yeah. rain, brought the rain with you. I, I, I know that's what all the guys are telling me today. They, uh, they could give me so much stuff for that. Yeah, but... Uh... No, I can't wait till it clears up and just uh, the sun comes out. Hopefully, hopefully soon. What are you most looking forward to doing here in Southern California as soon as you get that nice summer sunny day? Uh, I know I'm waiting for. You know what it is. I'm so focused uh, at the moment. You know, I was, right. I was just talking to my to my family today, and I was just like, you know what, I'm here, and and people, you know, people will think, oh, come to LA and and do all the nice stuff, but really, I'm just super focused on what I have to do in my job. So, um, and I just want to impress and, uh, and do everything right. Really, you know, uh, every, you know, there will be time for all the, for all the extra stuff, but r- right now I'm just focused on my game. Well, Sebastian, we certainly want to thank you for stopping by. We wish you all the best. Good luck on Sunday against Orlando, big game against Orlando on Sunday, ESPN, uh, excuse me, ESPN two. Uh, and I believe ESPN Deportes for the TV on that. I'll clear that up later in the show, but Sebastian, the best of luck. Please. And, uh, I'm sure we'll be talking to you again. No, no, uh, thank you very much. All right, see ya. All right, that's LA Galaxy, new LA Galaxy midfielder, Sebastian Legette. Uh, it'll only take me seven or eight times to get his last name right, so uh, hang in there, we'll all learn together, all right? But a great stuff from him. Glad we caught him. He's still not even close to settled, but uh, says the LA Galaxy are taking really good care of him, so it's good to talk to him. Whenever I get back, Jared and I will be talking the Orlando game. We also have LA Galaxy news, so a bunch still to talk about. You're listening to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. We'll be right back. some more Corner of the Galaxy, don't forget to head over to the website for all the latest podcasts, news, and more. Visit us online at cornerofthegalaxy.com. Hey, this is Chris. This is Eddie. This is Jason. And we're from Back Pocket Memory, and you're listening to Corner of the Galaxy. Welcome back to 
another show here. Just getting done talking with Sebastian Legit. Great interview with him. Always good to talk to Sebastian and great catching him before he was uh, 100% settled there. So uh, we'll have, hopefully, I don't know, Jared, it almost sounds like, and I don't, I hope I'm not shading, I hope I'm not guessing too much here, but it almost sounds like Sebastian could possibly play coming up on Sunday against Orlando. So I think he thinks that he might play. Wait, he doesn't have to wait for the transfer window? I think, I think he's already good. Well, he was technically released by West Ham, so it's not a transfer. So he got out of his contract. It was mm, free. Okay. It was free. So, and I think they have all the, great. all the paperwork that they need. And guys can use some kind of creative uh, influence in midfield. I mean, it's important to remember that he's still a guy in his young twenties. I mean, we got to see. Uh, granted, I think his talent. Everyone knows he's talented. Um, right. Someone that has been tra- kind of tracking his career at West Ham for a few years now. Um, I can tell you, there's been lots of people that that, that follow a lot of Yanks of abroad and have been highly, highly regarding um, his talent. It's, at this point, we got to see what if it's going to translate to um, a full gameplay. You know, where's his fitness at right now? He's been playing with the reserves at right. West Ham. Right. Um, I don't believe he ever made a, a true start uh, made, outside of cup play. He made, yeah, I was going to say just in the FA Cup. That was the only uh, only only time he ever found uh, with West Ham. So no, but I'm excited to see him play and hoping that he can bring something, uh, especially some creative uh, flair to the midfield. I think for the Galaxy right there, right now, a lot of guys that want to play pass sideways, pass backwards. Uh, not enough guys, not enough guys that can beat someone on the dribble. I think Ishizaki can sometimes do that. He likes to get to the end line. Right. But um, and when you're playing like someone like Baju Hasidic out, out wide on the left or Mika Vernon wide on the left, you're not really getting a winger. You're getting a guy that wants to cut inside and kind of clog up the little, little middle a little bit. I'm not sure if that's a legit uh, game or not. I, I think he's more of a central midfielder, so hopefully he knows how to maybe kind of play that Maganto role that didn't come off quite the way I wanted in the last game. Mm-hmm. I hope maybe he can fill that void a bit. Well, he says that he can play anywhere. doesn't matter. Anywhere in the midfield. He says he did it with West Ham, so that doesn't matter. And, uh, you know, it's he's that attacking player, so hopefully... He's we'll, a good-looking dude, too. He, I, I don't think he... He certainly doesn't hurt the LA Galaxy's um, good-looking qualities. I think that yeah, he's only we do have that going for us. We we are a good looking team. We are a good looking team. Top, just you, not on the field. Can you give me your top five best looking LA Galaxy players? Can you I, like ever? all time all or time now? all time? Just throw, all time? It, it doesn't it doesn't have to be in order. Just start throwing out I mean, names. David Beckham's number one. David Beckham, absolutely. Uh, Robbie Rogers number two. Okay, good. Andrew Shue number three. I knew you were going to go Andrew Shue. I'm okay with. Why that. wouldn't I go I, Andrew Shue? No, no, this is fine. Good. I and believe it or not, a young Clint Mathis. Really? Was quite dashing. Really? What about Brian Jordan? Brian Jordan, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, Brian's, Brian Jordan's got that thing where the ladies dig, but maybe it's not quite my style. Okay. His belt buckles were always too large. <laughs> he did have large belt buckles. Okay, I'm going to throw out the name that I think you forgot, and I think you'll Well, agree I haven't me. given you five yet. Oh, I, got I know. One okay, left. so you got one left. Who was it? Um, this is, I, you're, um, you're missing one. Hold a second. <laughs> I, I'll get it. Jeez, hold on. Okay. Uh, give me a year range. Uh, how about this? He was with the Galaxy so such a short time that you're probably overlooking him. Such a short time. Was a, are these in the Guessman years? These are in the Guessman years. So a designated player, short time. What? Yep. Yep. Juan what Pablo Angel. JPA. Oh, that is a handsome man. There we go. See? That is a damn handsome. That's a good call, Josh Guessman. See, I, I could take credit man, for this. Where do I rank him? I mean, he's gonna be he is gonna be number Two behind Beckham, I, he's he's gonna he's gonna bump Robbie Rogers out of the two. Wow, spot. he bumped Robbie. Ro- well, he he's did, just he's he just more rugged. a classy dashy man. I just want to do a pasadoble with him. 
Very good. I, I should take almost no credit for this. In fact, I will take no credit for this as uh, Aaron Ark and uh, Chris Tucker were having this discussion on... From uh, Friday? On I, I don't think... No, not, not from Friday. Um, we're having this discussion on Twitter. I jumped in whenever they were talking about how handsome JPA was, but I absolutely agree with the... the they that is one of the most dashing men ever in this league. JPA, absolutely. Oh, yes. And, and he was good He was good looking from like, as you got closer, he got better looking. He didn't get less... He's you know. one of those guys like Clooney that gets like... Like, he, he, he gets dashing as he gets older. Yes. Yes, absolutely. He does. I, I agree. All right. Anyway, let's, get, let's continue on. I want to play a That's call. what I want to be one day. I want to be described as dashing. And then good luck with that. That's going to be, that's tough. That You have to be distinguished almost. It's like. It, I'm getting a little bit it. of like gray wings on the side, like yeah. a, a couple silver wings. So that's okay. But you're, you're like light haired, blonde, dirty blonde anyway, right? Yeah, so maybe I want to. I just want to be called dashing. Dashing. I understand. All right, let's get to a call before we go, um, or excuse me, before we move on, um, because I missed this. This is uh, Ronell calling in uh, about the FC Dallas game. Hey, Josh Ronell from the Central Valley. I, uh, of course, I'm not happy with the result of today's game. Very disappointed, but I think it's even deeper than that. We have three wins out of eleven games. Um, that's not good, and. Uh, our defense, for the first time in a while, let us down. But my main thing is our veteran players. They've been there before. They've done that, and they're not playing, I think, to their potential. I don't know if last year they played harder because of maybe Landon and Marcelo, but, and they were clicking better. But we have veteran players that have been playing for years, and they're not showing us. Maybe they don't have the potential. Maybe they don't have the talent, I should say. But we do have veteran players. All right, that's Ronell calling in, Ronell. We certainly appreciate the call, and I think we've sort of touched on everything about the veteran players, about the talent. I think he hit on it. He see, he talked himself into your argument, Jared. Um, yeah. Well, first of all, is it Ronell like L Ron Hubbard, like Ron letter L, yeah. or is it Ronell like R O N E L? It's yeah, some R O N E L is what I'm. I thought guessing. maybe he was like I don't the know, inverse of L Ron Hubbard. He doesn't spell it for me when he leaves a message. I mean, okay, know. I just wondered. Just, um, and then I just think you gotta be careful when you start talking about not trying as hard or is not caring as much. I mean, it's hard for us to know what uh, to quantify effort and desire is a tough, tough thing. I mean, your eyes may be telling you one thing, but for all you know, the guy's trying everything he can to do his hardest on the field. And it's a tough thing. And I know I've been guilty of it in the past as well, but I think it's a scary road to go down a little bit when you start trying to quantify and measure someone's, um, someone's heart. <clears throat> but I, I, I'll say this. I think I agree with him when when he said like he's trying to come to my argument about maybe just the talent isn't there to do much more than what's right. going on right now. Yes. So and, and and I've made my statement I think pretty clear off the top of the show. I'm okay with that right now to be honest with you because tell me the last team that led the league early that won it. Uh, the LA Galaxy in 2011, right? Yeah, I think that was the last one. And before that, I think you had to go way back a bit too. I mean, a lot. It's rare. It's it's a late, that the team that comes off hot. Goes all the way that it goes the distance, and it's even more rare that LA Galaxy team does it. We're one of those teams that can constantly peaks late. We so do, I'm we not. Do. We're I don't. We've seen this pattern a million times before. Right. Why is it frustrating to us this year? Yeah, I, it's all. It's frustrating to us every year. We've seen the pattern. Here's the problem with the pattern: is I don't like the pattern. I don't think it's it's. You're counting on a late season flipping the switch and in 2013 you saw what happens when you don't flip the switch correctly late in the season so i can so i i want to guard against that so i don't want to see that part of it jared you rather so, peak too early i i 
I would like to see. I see. I want Bruce to see. Bruce Arena is like a good jockey. He knows when to crack the whip. He knows when to, to when to hit that stride along right. the back stretch. And now here's the thing: if you as LA Galaxy supporter value the supporter shield, then yeah, you should probably be angry and frustrated I, right I now. I value. If you trophy. as a Galaxy supporter want the MLS Cup, then you should be okay right now. Can I have everything, Jared? I want it all. I, I want, want the, the whole world. <laughs> I want an Oompa Loompa now, Daddy. All right? Listen, I, I want it all. I want the U.S. Open Cup. I want, I want I'm, MLS Cup. Well, get used to it. Get ready to be I, disappointed I regularly know. then. I don't want it. I don't want it. I, it's going to happen again. I'm going to get my hopes up. I'm going to be like, this is the year. This is the year we get the U.S. Open Cup. We get the MLS Cup. We're going to win CCL. Do you know why on. it doesn't happen often? Because it's hard. hard. Yeah. I, I don't care. And it's hard to take I the U.S. Open care. Cup seriously when you're going to be in CCL. I and when you're going to have international friendlies, and when you're going to be trying for the to, to get yourself a high uh, playoff position down the stretch, something has to give. Okay, so the Open Cup doesn't get stressed that much the, this year. Okay, if you still get the MLS Cup at the end of the season, aren't you happy? Yes, I will be happy if we win MLS Cup again. I'm just saying, I want to know what it feels like to be happy when you've won the U.S. Open Cup and MLS Cup. You know, granted, they, that happened before I, I was ever... Uh, you know, really a, a, a galaxy guy. So I, it was before I loved, I found the, the love of soccer. So I haven't And, and that's that. when the, you could dominate this league still. Right. I mean, there was, I mean, the 2002 Galaxy team is one of the best teams you're ever going to see in this league at any point ever down the road. Right. It, it, those type of things are rare. It's, and it was that time in the league where we were so young that you could get a collective talent enough that was higher than the average base of the rest of the league and do a little bit of dominating. It was hard to keep it year over year, but you could do it. Look at the Miami Fusion. I think, what was it, 2001 Miami Fusion, if I remember correctly? Oh I mean, God. it was one of the best teams you may have ever watched, mm-hmm. but they couldn't keep it together for more than one year because the parity of this league doesn't allow it to happen. So you just got to be ready. You're not going to see those dynastic dominant teams like you see in baseball or basketball and stuff like that, and that's okay. Yeah, but I still, I still, after you've you've perfectly argued your point, and I agree with you 100. I still want to win it all. So, all right, that that's why I'm unrealistic, and I agree that I'm unrealistic, but I still want to win it all. All right, there okay. we go. All right, good. Uh, on to disappointment. I am. I am. I am. I do this show. All I time. tell my wife all the time. <laughs> the LA Galaxy. We'll uh, go over their news here real quick. Um, talking LA Galaxy. LA Galaxy two. The LA Galaxy two were two nothing win. Over the Tulsa Roughnecks, that which Jared, if you would think of the Roughnecks, would you think they are technical or a physical team? Um, I, I know you want me to say physical, so I'll say physical. That is correct. They are a physical team because no team can name the Roughnecks could ever be a technical team. It wouldn't make any sense. Anyway, goals from Ariel Lasseter, who was our guest last week. I just wonder when I seen like Roughnecks, they just have like really bad psoriasis. Yes, and Jack McBean also got a goal, and McBean also had an assist in this again. So goals yeah, Jack McBean, dude, he's like the answer to the whatever happened to, to kind of thing. He is. Uh, he's starting to put a stamp a little bit down in USL again. He's starting to show something. I don't know. This was a, a good thing for him getting the goal. Um, another assist by Raul Mendiola, who now leads uh, USL, all of USL, with number seven. Raul Mendiola definitely making an impact at USL. I wouldn't be surprised if you see him playing for the LA Galaxy this year as far as uh, in some of those US Open Cups and the CCLs and possibly getting some senior team minutes um, as well. So I think that's going to happen. Brian Rowe, uh, also a senior team loan down there, was in goal. Kenny Walker got some time. And Jose Villarreal. Jose Villarreal is back to full training and got time with LA Galaxy 2 
as well. So actually, Villarreal got credited with the second assist on the Jack McMee goal in the seventh. See now, minute. that's who for me, Sebastian Lejet is. Lejet is is com- is competing with mm-hmm. Jose Villarreal. I don't see a team having enough room for both of them unless you sacrifice Ishizaki. Right. So I, I'm I'm interested to see which one of those two. But I'm glad to see two guys that can push each other. And I'm glad to see that right now when you look at the Galaxy bench on a game to game basis. Who do you look to for a game-changing midfield component? Who's it's the, not there. Yeah, no, it's not. It's it's. So really, I'm happy if one of those two guys ends up on the bench and they're both of good quality. That's a great resource to be able to. They, Dallas brought Michelle off the bench. The, Dallas brought uh, Tesho Akindele off the bench. I mean, if you don't even look at the Sounders, I mean, on any given day, game, Papa or Nagel may be on the bench. Right. We don't have that nope. guy on the bench. Even San Jose has Tommy Thompson that they can bring off the bench. Who do we really have at this point to make that kind of game-changing thing. Nope. Alan Gordon, don't get me wrong, I do yes. not want to d- diminish Alan Gordon, but he has to have help somewhere. And I'm talking about midfield change, the change in terms of possession and change in terms of creating offense. Alan Gordon's going to finish offense. Yeah, and you, and you need that energy off the bench as well. So anyway, so that's uh, that's good news that Jose Villarreal is, is back to full training and then also getting some time. I think you might actually see him in the upcoming game against Orlando. Upcoming LA Galaxy 2 games. This is big. Fourth win in a row for the LA Galaxy 2 who started the season very, very slow. The last time they lost was to Sacramento Republic FC um, and they lost and they lost three to one it wasn't even a close game quite honestly the the Galaxy did not play well in the second half got blown out in the second half so LA Galaxy 2 will host Sacramento Republic FC on Sunday May 17th 4 15 p.m. free parking two dollar beers two dollar tacos get out there Definitely a chance to see the LA Galaxy 2 in action. And if you missed that, then Wednesday, May 20th, LA Galaxy 2 will start their U.S. Open Cup round in the second round as they host Ventura County Fusion of the PDL. Um, and the uh, Ventura County Fusion got there by defeating Cal FC 6-5 to in a penalty kick shootout after the game ended 3-3. to So uh, Cal FC coming in to LA Galaxy 2 to see how it all goes down in the U.S. Wait, Open wait, Cup. Wait, 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 Cal FC lost. Oh, sorry. No. Oh, yeah. Sorry, Ventura. I don't. These names. These names, Jared. What What is Ventura County Fusion? What, what is the LA Galaxy? Exactly. Much better. See? Totally different. Anyway, Ventura County Fusion coming in to play the LA Galaxy 2 in the second round of the U.S. Open Cup. Thank you for correcting me. No uh, problems. What I do? I, I don't know. You corrected me. I was wrong, and now you made me right. It happens. I, of course it does. Robbie Keane is almost kind of training. Almost. He's yeah, a- man, this is this is huge. I mean, this has to happen. I mean, it, you it, you didn't realize how big of a piece it was until it wasn't there. I mean, you knew it was a big you, piece. You knew. You knew. Everybody knew. He's he's the most successful international designated player ever in the history of Major League Soccer. What? Most successful international designated player ever. Wow, there's in the so history. many like like no. quantitative like, things. Yes. Are well, you saying the most sex, sex, successful at a national team level? No, most successful as in for his MLS club. As a designated player, Robbie Keane coming in to the LA Galaxy has done more as a designated player for the LA Galaxy than any other designated player coming in. Oh, that's a long road to go. No, it's not. But you do have to designate it between... Like I uh, mean, you have to. The reason you're having to sub designate it so hard because you know Thierry Henry is a better player. Well, if I did, no, no, I don't because he would still qualify as an international designated player. And I think Robbie Keane has been more effective than Thierry Henry. See, that, that, that's the thing. You have to use that word uh, effective and stuff. It, 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 you lost me. I see what well, you're saying. But I can't though. say I David Beckham. I mean, it David was a Beckham, long road to go. It's not David Beckham. 
right? It's not well, David Beckham. If you're Beckham's talking about successful, successful, then yeah, David Beckham's done more international level than. Yeah, than... but no, no. What I'm saying is not internationally as far as what they've done for their international team. I'm saying an international player coming into Major League Soccer as a designated player. Having that effect because I want to segregate it from those. I the, feel like you're not giving the Chris Birchall his due. See, I, <laughs> I, of, of a course, man's got a couple of rings. He, he, no designated player, Mark. That's what that's what I'm saying. Anyway, uh, Robbie uh, Keane is back to train. He's on the grass on the side of training, kind of working out right now, which is more than he has been doing. So that is a very good sign. Yeah. Yes. On well, maybe that's how. Maybe that helps his recovery, Jared. He probably has a medical card. That's fine. Let him do what he wants to do. A man's on the DL for glaucoma. <laughs> he, he's got a bad back. It's a lower back. Anyway, so uh, Robbie Keane possibly coming back, not for Orlando. They, I think they've already ruled him out for that. But he will be coming back. Dave Sarakin says that uh, there is no timeline for him, but uh, sort of that he, he expects that they're going to still take this very slowly, Jared, not try to rush anything. It's a groin injury. No rush. Okay. Right. I mean, listen, I'd rather have him back full time instead of losing him again a couple of games by rushing him back. But it's just it's a tough road right now to go in the meantime. The only other thing I want to talk to you about sort of LA Galaxy News is Andrew Wolverton. I know you're all like, who the heck is Andrew Wolverton? Uh, he is the fourth round LA Galaxy draft pick uh, from this year's MLS Super Draft. He had a foot injury and surgery. Basically, as soon as he was drafted, every, all this went down. The upside of this is that he is six foot six jared young player six foot six goalkeeper thank you very much the downside of this he's six foot, foot six, six with a bum foot <laughs> yeah well it's he's gonna get better and then we're gonna see what a six foot six goalkeeper can do all Listen, right I, I hope he's fantastic but I, I mean i'm not stressing a fourth round draft pick at this point all right jared we got about five minutes left of the show so i want to uh quickly get through just standings and then talk about orlando and i think we can do it this way is that orlando in the eastern conference is sitting in seventh place all right dc united in the eastern conference at fir- in first place at 21 points orlando just below the red line I know we're talking about like playoffs, like that matters right now. But anyway, Orlando just below the red line can't win at home. Okay, the LA Galaxy just above the red line in sixth in the West Western Conference. Vancouver Whitecaps currently lead the conference with twenty points. All right, tied with FC Dallas with twenty points. But the LA Galaxy just above the red line in the playoffs uh, with fourteen points and can't win on the road. Yeah, the important thing to th- say here is that though the entire Western Conference right now yeah. would qualify for the playoffs in the East. <laughs> yes, they would. Absolutely. Now, granted, East has played a few, a few teams in the East have played less games yes. than the West, but still, come on. I, that kind of gives you a... We knew this going into the season. Yes, the West was going to be con- tremendously difficult to, to qualify out of, even with the additional playoff spots this season. So I mean, I'm not too... I, I don't like to look into that too much, but everyone knows the West is just stacked at this point. There are now, although, although some good teams in the Eastern Conference. I mean, they're... These, yeah, it's very DC, New England, though. and New York. And Columbus. Columbus is a good team. After that, though, Toronto is in fifth place, and they've no, the, been horrible. the top four in the East are legit. Right, right. It's, just, it's, the, it's everybody else in the East, including the Philadelphia Union and Montreal Impact, where it's just, it's really, really bad. I mean, we have yeah, the Colorado Rapids. The Montreal Impact is tough to even say anything. They've only played five games this season so it, far. It is, and they only have two points. So, uh, anyway, last place in the East. All right, we go now to the preview. Orlando City versus LA Galaxy. The LA Galaxy will travel to Orlando. I believe they're taking off on Friday. I believe, is when they'll be uh, flying down to uh, Mickey's corporate office down there. All right, the LA Galaxy... How did you not plan your Disney World vacation to coincide with this? Uh, I was just in Orlando like two weeks ago. When I know, I, I'm saying, how did you not coordinate Because it wasn't better? a vacation. I had to be there for work, and then I just stayed. Wait, 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 wait. Yes. 
Okay, so I there stayed. was a vacation. Yeah, there involved. was, a, but I had I tacked okay. it on at the end of war. Because I saw pictures of you and yes. your chick and doing yeah. all sorts of weird, like family, like fun Harry stuff. Harry Potter wand stuff. I told you it was awesome. It was it was a good. What's anyway, Harry Potter wand? I was I had the interactive wand. You could make things. You went happen. to that Universal Studios thing down I, there. I did. I went to Universal Studios. So wait, you went all the way to Florida to go to Universal Studios and Disneyland, basically. Yes. Which you could do here. No, because Disney World and Disneyland are not the same thing, dude. That's, I'm just I've saying, never you been to Disney. Gone wrestled a crocodile or something. I tried to find a crocodile. There are no, I'm convinced there's no crocodiles in Florida. Did you go to, like, to a crocodile farm no, where, because a dude that would... like four, where a dude with like eight fingers shows you how to like tame a tame a, a, like a suitcase? No, because if I wanted to see them in a zoo, I could go to the San Diego Zoo. I wanted to see them in no, the I'm wild. No, I'm talking about a dude with eight fingers showing you how to tame that beast. I ate alligator. Does that count? Oh, that's awesome. It was very good. I enjoyed it. It was fried. Anything fried tastes like fried stuff. I I would rather had to actually try real gator without the fried stuff. But anyway, that's it, pretty awesome, dude. You can say you ate gator. I did. I did. I've eaten kangaroo too. If we're talking about weird things that I've eaten. Now speaking of Orlando City, yes. This I will give you your money back if this isn't an entertaining game. Because here's what I like about Orlando City: okay. win or lose, I like watching them. Yes, I. Agree. I, I think win or lose, they have a style of play. Win or lose, every one of their games is entertaining. Because right. they try to play. They try to play against any team that's in front of them, and they try to actually have a style of play. They're committed to playing the ball on the ground. They're committed to playing through Kaka, and Breck Shade will be somewhere on that field. Yes, so you don't know where, but somewhere. Yeah, maybe you play left back. Maybe you play left midfield. Maybe you'll get to run a striker a little bit. Maybe, just maybe, he'll take his shirt off after a goal and show a red, white, and blue tank top or something. It, you never know what's going to happen. And with Kaká on the on the field as well, everything really does go, you know, move between him and Breck Shea. Um, you know, you have uh, Kyle Laren up there as well. I, I don't... They are a good team. They just haven't put it together yet, which is dangerous for the LA Galaxy. Like I said, I say they're an okay team. I, don't I, know if I they're think they're a good, good team. I think they're, I mean, listen, they lost to DC United midweek, which is in the LA Galaxy's favor. The fact that they had to travel north up to DC to play in that game. So that's good. They're on short rest, which might help. But you're playing in Orlando. It's supposed to be like, I don't know, 90, 95 degrees. It's supposed to be like raining. Um, which the rain might help, but then you're also playing on turf, so you get the turf of the Citrus Bowl as well. Um, I think they're a team just waiting to sort of figure out how to win at home, which is weird. Winning at home seems like it's easy. You have the LA Galaxy who like are undefeated at home in X number, almost 40-something games or something like that, right? And then you have, you have uh, an expansion team in Orlando who can't win at home despite the fact that they've had some success on the road. So it's... Despite the fact t- they've had crowds of like 60,000. They've already sold 34,000 tickets 34,000 tickets to this game and I expect more before the uh, before the final kickoff on Sunday again the game is on Sunday at uh, let's see 2 p.m. Pacific time okay Sunday 2 p.m. Pacific time ESPN 2 ESPN Deportes is where you can find that Um, I I don't know like you said Jared it should be entertaining but I don't know that you know what to expect from any of the LA Galaxy as far as yeah I I think this could easily be a loss for the Galaxy and it could um, be, it could be Orlando's first win at home. It, it definitely could be, but, but what I'll say is, no matter what, this game's gonna be fun to watch. I, I I almost guarantee that that you'll have fun watching this game, win or lose. Granted, you may not enjoy it if they lose that much, but the game to watch itself, it's gonna be open. As much as the Bruce Arena probably doesn't want it to be open, it's gonna end up playing open. For that reason, I actually kind of want to see Bradford Jameson and um and uh Jesse Zard is on the field at the same time because uh let him run. Jameson doesn't leave till Jameson doesn't leave till after the weekend, He's, right? Yeah, everybody else on the U twenty team is going to Australia, which is where they're gonna have some pregame matches before heading to the New Zealand U twenty Cup. So uh Bradford Jameson will leave on after the game on Sunday. All right, so we get to keep him, which is nice. So I kinda Thanks, like Matt. the idea of getting. Jameson 
Jameson and uh, Zardes on the field at the same time. Get two horses out there that want to run. You know, because I think this game is going to tend to open up. Now, what you have to do, though, is you have to man mark Kakawa Juninho. Yeah, which is going to be fun to watch, right? I mean, that's that's going to be sort of where the where everything is going to happen with Juninho really playing that defensive position against Kakawa. And Kakawa is, I mean, he's still excellent. He granted he doesn't have the horses around him to make him look as good as possibly he could be. But nah, he's um, already one of the better DPs that's come into this league, though, just for the way that he approaches the game. I mean, the guy is patting everyone guys one of his guys up. On, he's helping him off the turf. Compare that to da- Davi Villa, who looks totally uninterested playing for the NYCFC. Yeah, Kaka no, is just actively a part of this team. Night and day difference between those two, so it should be a, a, a lot of fun. I'm actually excited to, uh, to watch this game again. Sunday, 2 p.m., ESPN2, ESPN Deportes. All right, Jared, uh, anything else you want to say before we get out of here? I think that's it, man. I'm ready to go. All right, go ahead. You can get me, to, so excuse me, Sunday nights on the Best Soccer Show talking all things MLS. U.S. Men's National Team, and American Soccer in general. And in addition to that, this Friday, you can hear myself and Jason Davis on Rabble TV. Uh, tune in and uh, watch the Dallas New, England, excuse me, Dallas New York game with us as we do our own version of calling the game online and where you can tune in and listen, sync up the game, and have us be your soundtrack to the game. Oh, that sounds like fun. I might actually tune in for that, Jared. I think you convinced me. All right. Very good. All right. If you're looking for me on Twitter, it's at jgesman, J-G-U-E-S-M-A-N. Jared, did you give your Twitter at jrodius, J-R-O-D-I-U-S, jrodius? You got my back. Yeah, I know. No problems. I got you. All right. Uh, let's see. The LA Galaxy flying out to Orlando. 2 p.m. Pacific time, ESPN2, ESPN Deportes. Make sure you get it. All of our podcasts are now live on Periscope. Live on Periscope. Go, go to Periscope. Watch us. You can watch this whole thing go down live, including all of our interviews. I want to thank the LA Galaxy and Sebastian Legette for stopping by and talking to us. Great stuff from him. Expect some uh, some good things from him, hopefully on Sunday. We'll see. All right. For Mr. Jared Dubois, I'm Josh Gessman. You've been listening to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. We will catch you next time. been listening to the corner of the galaxy podcast on cornerofthegalaxy.com you can follow the show on twitter and instagram at galaxy podcast and be sure to check out and subscribe to itunes stitcher and facebook by searching for corner of the galaxy and for all of your independent la galaxy news discussion and entertainment including this podcast head on over to cornerofthegalaxy.com Corner of the Galaxy and its related podcasts are part of Backheel.com. Backheel.com is a collection of soccer podcasts and multimedia offerings covering soccer around the world. You can follow them at Backheel.com. Fans, thanks for listening. We ask that you be kind and courteous to your neighbors as you leave the podcast. We thank you for joining us and look forward to seeing you here again. Until then, I'm Michael Araujo, and on behalf of the entire Corner of the Galaxy crew, goodbye. Goodbye.